At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Scott Sadenberg here with you. It is the look ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network. Just counting down the days until the NBA hits the all-star break. And some teams might be playing out the strings. Others could be peaking at the right time or maybe the wrong time. Because if you're riding a hot streak, do you really want to take a week off? And before you start playing some more games... Well, we saw the hottest team in the NBA in action here on uh, Tuesday night. And no, I'm not talking about the Phoenix Suns, who clearly are the best team in the NBA and are starting to separate themselves from the pack. The Suns with a victory over the Clippers. L.A. playing the second night of a back-to-back. We get it. Uh, Clippers do cover the big number, though. It was like a 13-point spread. Suns win 103-96. They have won six straight games, nine of their last ten and are now 47-10, and 10, the best record in the NBA. But they are not the hottest team in the NBA right now. The hottest team in the NBA is the Boston Celtics, who have won nine straight games and just finished off an absolute blowout of the Philadelphia 76ers, 135-87. to 87. MVP favorite Joel Embiid had just 19 points to go along with nine rebounds. Tobias Harris had six points. Still no James Harden. But this is a team that does not look like the team that is the second favorite to win or tied for the second favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Meanwhile, the Celtics get 28 points from Jason Tatum, 29 from Jalen Brown. They do lose Marcus Smart to an injury, and that is going to be concerning. He sprained a right ankle, his right ankle. Uh, He did limp off under his own power, so no word um, for his availability on Wednesday. It would be surprising if he played because it's the last game for the Celtics before the All-Star break, so... I would probably bank on Marcus Smart not playing against the Pistons, and then he'll return to the Celtics after the All-Star break. But this is a team right now that is finding themselves. It was a rough start to the season, but they've won now nine straight games, 
playing really good basketball. And if you are looking at a team to maybe buy low on, it's not low right now, but the Boston Celtics are plus 1,700 to win the East. And to win the division, the Atlantic division, they're plus 350. The Philadelphia 76ers are minus 295. As it stands right now, the Boston Celtics are one game back of Philadelphia for the Atlantic division. And I get it. Okay, James Harden's going to play for Philadelphia, and that's going to make them better. But this is a Celtics team that has played together for some time now. Uh, Went through a little bit of struggles earlier this season. But again, starting to pull some things together. And if you're looking at the team with the best point differential in the NBA, and yes, the blowout win over the Sixers here on Tuesday probably helped out with these numbers. But the best point differential in the Eastern Conference is the Boston Celtics. Plus 5.5. The next best team in the East is the Miami Heat at plus 4.5. Then the Cavaliers at plus 4.2. Then the Milwaukee Bucks plus 3.5. Those 76ers that they just beat, plus 1.5 points per game. The Suns are the best in the NBA at plus 8.2. The Jazz at 7.1. And then the Warriors, 7.0. But the best in the East, the Boston Celtics. 108.8 points per game on defense, 103.3 points per game. And that's the second best defense in the Eastern Conference. Think about that. If you're looking at, and it's actually the third best in the entire NBA. So the offense might not be the tops. Offense right now, they're kind of middle of the road. But defense, opponents' points per game, second best in the Eastern Conference. Third best in the entire NBA. The Celtics have won nine straight games. They'll likely make it ten straight when they play against the Pistons on Wednesday because Pistons are just bad. (laughs) So they'll make it ten straight wins. And then you're going to be looking at this team going into the All-Star break, winners of 10 straight, longest winning streak in the NBA, possibly, let's see, uh, does Philly play on uh, Wednesday night? Philly does not play. So a half a game back of the Sixers in the Atlantic Division. Again, they are plus 350 to win the Atlantic Division. So maybe you don't think about them to win the... Eastern Conference at plus 1,700. You think maybe, oh, well, you know, the Nets will get healthy later in the year. Durant will be back, and they're going to run through the East, or the playoffs are a crapshoot, whatever. As far as the regular season goes, to finish with the best record in that division, they are plus 350 right now. Let me break down the division standings. And we're just talking about the Atlantic. Philly is in first place, 34 and 23. 
The Celtics are one game behind at 34 and 25. Then the Raptors at 31 and 25. So they're two and a half games back. So they're right there with them. Then the Brooklyn Nets, 30 and 27. The Knicks bringing up the rear, 25 and 33. The Brooklyn Nets, it's interesting because if you think that, you know, they're only four games back of the uh, Sixers. If you think that the Nets are going to go on this run once, you know, now that they got these new pieces in, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons will eventually play, and then Kevin Durant comes back with Kyrie Irving, you think this Nets team goes on a run where for the final 30-somewhat games of the season, the or, right, or a little less than 30 games, that they win 20 of them, 22 of them, whatever it is, that possibly this Nets team rises up those standings, the Nets to win the Atlantic division, plus 1,100 right now. And the Knicks are, you know, just out of it. So don't even worry about that. Interesting. I'm looking at the Celtics, though, just because, and yeah, a little recency bias coming into play. But it's hard to argue, with the exception of the Phoenix Suns, that nobody has looked better right now in the NBA than the Boston Celtics. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S. O-N-A-I-R. Speaking of those Phoenix Suns, this is the best team in the NBA. And I am not comfortable betting on anybody else to win the NBA Finals than the Phoenix Suns. They're at plus 425 right now. That's the second favorite behind the Brooklyn Nets. They're the favorites to win the Western Conference at plus 190. The best record in the NBA at 47-10. and 10. Uh, they have won six straight, nine of their last ten. And let's think about this for a second. When you look at the Phoenix Suns, okay, and this is a legit question. And I saw that uh, Taylor Mathis, who will join us from the Superbook, coming up a little later on in this program, she uh, actually tweeted this out um, before. And it's a it's a good conversation to have because there's 25 games left in the regular season. How many more losses do the Suns have? Two? Four? They're 47 and 10. What's their final record going to be? We're talking about maybe. Do they win 67 games? <laughs> I mean, it's possible, right? Last year. They, um, what they win last year? Last year, the Suns were uh, 51 and 21. Obviously, not a full 82 game season. This, uh, this season, yeah, I think it's possible. With 25 games left on their schedule, they go 20 and 5. Seems doable. This is they're 25 and 5 at home, 22 and 5 on the road. Just an unbelievable season right now for the Phoenix Suns with two MVP candidates in Devin Booker and Chris Paul and the coach of the year 
in Monty Williams. Once again, I'm Scott Seidenberg, always on Twitter, at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Danny Burke, host of Rush Hour here on VSIN, as well as the Chicago CityCast. We'll talk about the MVP bet that I placed last night on the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan. And are the Bulls a team to consider in the futures market? Plus 1,600 to win the Eastern Conference. We'll talk with Danny Burke, host of Rush Hour and the Chicago City Cast. Coming up next, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We head out to Chicago to welcome in host of Rush Hour for us here on VSIN and on Marquee's Watch Marquee. And of course, the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers he is Danny Burke. Danny, uh, you know, your show is just a fast paced hour, which is why it's called Rush Hour. So I figured we have to put you to more work. By bringing you on this show, the podcast and, the, and and your show is just not enough. 
Hey, I appreciate it. I'll take all the time I can get, especially when it comes to something that I'm really passionate about, which is this case to be made for DeRozan to an MVP. Like I was telling you off air. I mean, I heard you touting it a little bit in the last segment. I'm glad you're riding this train with me, my man. We need more leverage around. It. Yes. And look, the streak is incredible, right? The 35 or more points, 50% or more shooting. And he's going to likely do it again or hopefully do it again against the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday, but besides this scoring streak, talk to me about what has made this season so special for DeMar DeRozan. Look, we we can compare him to all the MVP hopefuls at this point being Joel Embiid, the short shot, Nikola Jokic looking for back-to-back MVPs, Giannis Antetokounmpo, all those guys are absolute studs for their teams, and if you remove them, of course, the dynamic of the team is going to alter. But here's the thing about DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. The Bulls, compared to all of those players on their respective teams, you know, the Bulls were not in the playoffs last year, the year before. This team is coming from not even getting into the play-in game. So you bring in DeMar DeRozan, an acquisition that a lot of people in the national media deem the worst free agency signing in the offseason. And not only is he doing very well, he's doing exceptionally well. I mean, you talk about this six-game span that he's on, and I get for people kind of getting to the party now. Look, what he's doing is just absolutely incredible, but he's been doing this, not to this extent, but pretty much on a consistent basis. But the last six games, Scott, as you alluded to, I mean, 39 points per game, 61% from the field. That is unheard of. 5.7 rebounds per, uh, per game, five and a half assists per game, all while logging 38 minutes in those contests. So look, 40 points, 38, 35, 36, 38, 45. It's the longest streak of 35 point games on 50% shooting in Bulls history. Even Michael Jordan Hmm. was never able to reach that accolade. But the fact that they have the Bulls or he does a large part of him in the tops of the Eastern Conference because the Heat lost. They're now at the top of the Eastern Conference. How do you not consider him? It's absolutely ludicrous that he's as high as 40 to 1. And I heard you say 50 to 1 for yep. MVP odds. So even if you don't think he's going to go all the way, you got to take a bet just based on where this value is and where it's probably going to end up. Yeah, uh, 50 to 1 here at Circa, still uh, 35 to 1 now up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, And when you look at this team, you mentioned their tops in the Eastern Conference right now with the Miami Heat. A lot of the times, or at least historically, you have the MVP being the best player on the best team. The fact that they are in first place and could legit finish the season in first place has to matter when it comes to DeRozan. I think that's a big factor. I don't think that if they finish as the three seed, it's going to knock him down that much. But I do think if they finish at the one, it should boost him up. Correct. A hundred percent. And think about it this way too, Scott. I mean, you look at the Sixers, this has been a perennial playoff team, a championship contending team. The Bucks just won it last season. Obviously the Suns were in the championship because Chris Paul's even in consideration and the Nuggets have been making the playoffs on a consistent basis. You have this Bulls team that is just completely flipped the 180 and a Bulls team at that, Scott, that is insanely injured. I mean, Patrick Williams out from the beginning of the season, Alex Caruso suffering 
multiple injuries that have put him out six to eight weeks alongside him. Lonzo ball out six to eight weeks. Derek Jones jr. Finally just came back from a six to eight week injury. And now Zach Levine may have a very severe injury, but you know, who stepped in place of him and done even way better than he has. It has been DeMar DeRozan. So you're right. The fact that the bulls are in the tops of the Eastern conference with this depleted roster, DeRozan in his first season, getting all these averages and doing better than the teams of the other potential MVPs right now. It, again, it just makes no sense. And you got to imagine, especially after tomorrow, now that it's finally getting recognition in national media, you look at Sacramento, Scott, this is a team allowing opponents to shoot 43% from mid range, which is 23rd worst in the NBA. Over 70% of DeRozan shot attempts come from mid range. So you're going to think he's going to get 30 plus points. And that value is going to decrease as we go into the hiatus of the all-star break, jump in on it now, sooner rather than later to get that good value because by the end of the year it should not be in double digits talking to our very own danny burke host of rush hour here on vcin as well as the chicago city cast presented by bet rivers i'm scott Seidenberg. this is the look ahead here on vcin let's talk about the bulls as a whole though right now to win the eastern conference they're at plus 1600 is that worth a flyer it's tough to say scott again because i think the biggest reason right now there's really two big reasons and one as a most recent again is because of Zach Levine we don't know the severity mm. of his knee injury potentially the rumor is every time he's taking a step he's he's kind of like hearing a click feeling like the bones rub up. I you know something bad that just doesn't sound good whatsoever so we see in the same specialist that did the injury repair for his ACL a couple of years back so obviously we're hoping for the best if Levine's not on the team it's of course not worth it but aside from that if this Bulls team could be healthy Yes, they can compete with anybody in the East. But the thing, again, that still kind of holds them back, what every Bulls fan was hoping they would do during this trade deadline is go for a big man. Jakob Pertl was a name that was speculated and them trying to pursue, but apparently the Spurs denied all their requests. Whatever it was, the Bulls clearly need help in their interior defense. Vooch has been a menace as of late, too. He stepped up on the offensive side. But Tony Bradley coming off the bench as your big man ain't going to cut it, right? You need someone who could bang down low make those gritty efforts, pick up those fouls and really just rough some feathers when you're going to go against a guy like Embiid who dropped 40 against the Bulls the other week, mm -hmm. going up against a guy like Giannis, you need to limit them somehow and Vooch ain't going to cut it. So if they're fully healthy, yes, value wise, it could be worth it. But again, you got to wait to see what happens with Levine. Who do you think uh, comes out of the Eastern Conference? Well, so before the whole uh, Sixers transaction with the Nets occurred, uh, Will Hill came on my show Rush Hour and was touting the Sixers at about 10 to 1. And, you know, I hadn't really gotten to the futures because I was still just fully in depth with the Super Bowl at that <laughs> point. So I'm going into work the next day and I'm like, you know what? Oh, I should take this value. And I looked down, it's plus 850. I was like, what's going on? And then I saw Shams tweet about the potential of the Harden acquisition happening like a week before. So I hurried up, took a flyer on that, talked about it on the show. So I I'm stuck with the Sixers at plus 850. 50 right now. And I still feel pretty decent about that. I know everybody's speculating who won that trade for this season. The Sixers won that trade. Let's be honest. And the main reason why the nets didn't is because Kyrie Irving still can't play in half the games. If he could, then you could absolutely make the case that the nets are the better built team and could compete with anybody with Kyrie Irving, a healthy Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, etc. But right now, if you're getting a James Harden, who's in a happy environment with the 
MVP hopeful in Joel Embiid, this team is still deep enough and ready to compete for the title. Not saying they can win it, but I think they could absolutely rep the Eastern Conference. So I'm feeling pretty safe with my Sixers plus a 50 ticket as of this point. Uh, while I have you here, uh, I might as well get a football question in. Uh, Matt Everfuss, uh, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the feeling there? Eberflus, baby. The, uh, the Chicagoans are loving to say his name, right, in our Chicago <laughs> accent. But, you know, Scott, I mean, I was hoping for an offensive-minded guy, but after hearing some of the stuff he said, and more importantly, after the personnel he's brought in, it seems like this Bears team could at least be on the track to competency, which, of course, we did not see the past several seasons. So I, I got to keep the optimism high. There's no other option to have, but I do think you will see some improvement. I'm kind of comparing this Bears team to maybe like what the Eagles did with Sirianni, good enough to just get in the playoffs and get eliminated. That would be a big step forward, and I think the Bears can achieve it with the talent they have right now and what Ryan pulls in the front office could make move-wise in the offseason. Danny, appreciate the time and the conversation. We'll be watching uh, Rush Hour, and we'll be listening to the CityCast as well. Hey, appreciate it, Scott. Anytime. There he is. Danny Burke, host of Rush Hour, uh, Monday through Friday, right here on the network, 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern time. And then the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, available up on vcin.com or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you listen to that for all your Chicago sports action. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I I can't bet the Sixers because I am so anti-James Harden (laughs) that I just think that uh, he's not going to be a championship player. Maybe they'll have a deep run in the postseason, but I cannot invest in the future in the 76ers because of James Harden. Maybe now I can invest in the Nets, though, because he's gone. That makes sense. This is the look ahead here on Visa. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get a tweet coming in from uh, Ian McDonald who says uh, he only caught the last two minutes of the segment with Danny Burke. And he says Celtics at plus 2,000, 16 and 5 in their last 21 games, best in the East. Ian, I spent the whole first segment uh, of this hour talking about the Boston Celtics are the hottest team in the NBA right now. Um, and so, yeah, Danny joined us. We talked about the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan to win the MVP. But the entire first segment of this hour was about how good the Boston Celtics are. And you mentioned it right there, 16-5 and five in the last 21. They've won nine straight games. They have the best point differential in the Eastern Conference, the second-best opponent's points per game in the Eastern Conference, third-best overall in the NBA. This is a team that after they beat the Pistons, even without Marcus Smart on Wednesday night, will win 10 straight games going into the All-Star break. No one hotter 
than the Boston Celtics right now in the NBA. If you're looking at the futures market and you want to sprinkle on something, I said maybe the Celtics to win the Atlantic Division at plus 350 because they're just, what, a game back of the Philadelphia 76ers? And, you know, Philly's going through a little bit of a transition now. They'll get hardened after the All-Star break, and let's see what this team can put together. I'm excited to see what Harden and Embiid will look like in the pick and roll. But I think there's going to be some growing pains. I think there's going to it's going to take some time for them to exactly figure out how to utilize James Harden with Joel Embiid. What's the most efficient way to use Harden? What's the most efficient way for Embiid? Like, is Harden going to be a guy that's just going to rack up the assists? Or is Harden going to be a scorer? You know, this is different than James Harden on the Brooklyn Nets. This is going to be, you know, I guess if you want to say closer to like Harden in uh, in 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 Houston. I mean, I guess you can look at when Harden had Capella, right? I mean, that was kind of his big man, you know. So Harden and Capella in the pick and roll. He's got Harden and Embiid now and. We'll see how this thing turns up. I'm so anti-James Harden, though. I just don't think he's a winning player, a championship player. Like, he'll he'll put together a great regular season for you. But when it comes to the postseason, I still remember that game for the Rockets. What was it, game six, where he completely disappeared? Uh, was that against the Warriors, I believe? And, yeah, you know, there was some tough luck there in those postseasons as well. Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. Completely different series. But now we're going back and... Where this show is about to look ahead, not to look back. Uh, but I think that if you want to take a team in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics certainly could be a good look here at plus 1,700 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the Miami Heat plus 550 would be my pick. Um, and then there's the Brooklyn Nets, who you would think once Ben Simmons plays and Durant comes back and the possibility of the vaccine mandate being lifted in New York City. And then no restrictions, Kyrie there for every game, Durant, Simmons, with Curry, with Drummond, possibly getting Joe Harris back. This is a dangerous Brooklyn Nets team. Again, when healthy, when everything working out, dangerous Brooklyn Nets team. The Nets will play against uh, who we got here, against the Knicks coming up uh, on Wednesday night. And that should be their last game before the All-Star break. Uh, Let me see who plays on uh, Thursday here. Thursday. No, the Nets will have another game before the All-Star break ends. They will play against the Wizards on Thursday. So the Nets have back-to-back on Wednesday and Thursday against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden on Wednesday, and then at home at the Barclays Center against the Wizards. So those two games will go a long way into how this team feels about themselves going into the All-Star break. Just, um, you know, a couple of weeks left in the NBA season. You know, 20-somewhat games for under 30 games for pretty much all of these teams. 
As for the action on um, on Tuesday, favorites continue to dominate. Maybe not so much um, against the spread, but straight up wise, NBA favorites six and one on Tuesday. Celtics, Grizzlies, um, the upset. The only upset was the Mavericks over the Heat. So every other favorite. Hawks beat the Cavs, Celtics over the Sixers, Bucks over the Pacers, Tim Rolls over the Hornets, Grizz over the Pelicans, Suns over the Clippers. Not all of them covered the spread. Clippers covered as a dog. Uh, I believe the Hornets and Timberwolves was a push. The Pacers covered as a dog. So not exactly all, um, you know, covering the spread. But in terms of straight up, the favorites continue to shine here in the NBA as we head to the All-Star break. Uh, The odds aren't really up yet for uh, Wednesday's games, which is very curious because usually you do have some, but maybe they're uncertain about who's playing. I I see the Bulls minus five and a half against the Kings. Kind of like that. Just ride that DeRozan train. Uh, Other than that, here's your matchups. Hawks at the Magic. Got to believe the Hawks will be heavy, heavily favored. Celtics at home against the Pistons. Boston, I'm seeing as possibly a 12-point favorite. You got the Pacers against the Wizards. Uh, Knicks and Nets, I said, as I mentioned. The Grizzlies will host the Blazers. It's the second out of a back-to-back for the Grizzlies. John Morant did not play for them on in the win on Tuesday. I don't know if he will play on Wednesday. Maybe he will. And thinking, you know, last game before the All-Star break. But uh, if he doesn't, maybe he just wants a little extended rest. But this Grizzlies team is one that uh, I'm just going to continue to ride. They're they're, a, they're just, they're hot right now. One six straight. They have the third best record in the NBA, 41 and 18. They're 20 and 9 at home this season. Uh, the Raptors are at the Timberwolves. It'll be the second of a back-to-back for Minnesota, so I'd look to Toronto on that one. Spurs are at the Thunder. Rockets at the Suns. Phoenix, second out of a back-to-back, but it's against the Rockets. Uh, Nuggets at the Warriors should be a good matchup. And the Jazz at the Lakers. Probably look to fade the Lakers as uh, that's been very successful all season uh, long. When you look at the against-the-spread records this season, the Memphis Grizzlies are the best in the NBA. They're 40 and 19 against the number this season. By far the best in the NBA. They're like five wins higher than the next best team covering the spread, which continues to be a surprise. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder are the second best team in the NBA against the number. 35, 19, and 3. Against the spread this season. And so if you're looking at them. At home against the Spurs. On Wednesday. They'll probably be underdogs. Could be worth a shot. Taking a look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers are the third best team in the NBA. 34-21-3. Then the Chicago Bulls. 34-23-1. All the way at the bottom. It's the Brooklyn Nets still. 21-35-1 21-35-1 against the spread. Washington, 22-33-1 ATS, as well as Houston, 
22-33-1 ATS. And then Portland, 24-34 and 34 against the spread. So here's the matchup you have on Wednesday night. You have the Memphis Grizzlies. And yes, I know it's the second out of a back-to-back, but if John Morant plays, it's, it's huge because he didn't play on Tuesday. You have the Grizzlies, who are the best team in the NBA against the spread, at home against the Blazers, who are the third worst team in the NBA against the spread. And yes, I know Portland put together a couple of wins after the trade deadline, after getting rid of C.J. McCollum, but still, this is a mismatch. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get to the action on the ice coming up next uh, as we find out how the heavy road favorites did and uh, how some underdogs did as well. This is The Look Ahead here on Beeson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. In the NHL, favorites went five and four on Tuesday, upsets by the Dallas Stars, who are plus 215. They beat the Avalanche four to one, just the first home loss for the Avalanche since October, I believe, uh, in regulation, I should say, because they have lost in overtime. First regulation loss at home for the Avalanche since uh, October. The Sabres were plus 170. They beat the Islanders. The Capitals were plus 125. They beat the Predators. And the Oilers were uh, a small dog. Uh, They beat the Kings. And the Overs went 6-3. and How did the heavy road favorites do, you ask? Well, the St. Louis Blues were a heavy road favorite. 
and they covered the puck line as well, winning 5-2. to two. The Lightning were a heavy road favorite, the heaviest, uh, not the heaviest favorite on the board, but the heaviest road favorite. They win 6-3, to three, covering the puck line there. The heaviest favorite on the board was the Penguins. They won 5-4, to four, did not cover the puck line. They were actually down 4-2, to two, and they came back and tied that game and won it in overtime. The Flames were heavy favorites at home. They won and covered the puck line, winning 6-2. to two. And then the Avalanche as the heavy favorite, losing. So they're the one heavy favorite that lost. Uh, they lose 4-1 to one to the Stars. And the Avalanche are back in action here on Wednesday. They will be at, right here in town, at the Vegas Golden Knights. Darcy Kemper should be in net for Colorado. He did not play in this game. The loss here to uh, Dallas it was uh, their backup goalie played. So uh, you'll have Kemper in. And for the Golden Knights, a couple of things. One, it'll be the debut of Jack Eichel. So a lot of people in town here and around the NHL are excited. Eichel hasn't played in over a year. You know, they, they made the trade for him. Uh, tremendous talent. You know, getting back on the ice after everything, all the health issues that he's been going through. So getting Eichel, making his debut, should be a boost to this team. But they are dealing with injuries. Uh, Mark Stone is out, and they are without Robin Leonard now. So I guess Brassois is going to have to take over and be the number one goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. This line is kind of even, minus 110, or really, you know, kind of both ways. I see the Avalanche at minus 115, and the Knights could be minus 105. Um, so that's one I could certainly uh, take a look at and, and look at the Avalanche and just thinking about the Avalanche. And again, this is no disrespect to the, to the Knights, but, you know, Colorado has not lost two straight games since November 3rd and November 6th. That's the last time they lost two straight games. In fact, since that moment, they started the season, they were 4-5-1. and one. Four wins, five losses, one overtime loss. From that moment on, the Avalanche have won 30 games and have lost four games in regulation and three games in overtime. So since that moment where they lost back-to-back games, both to Columbus, ironically, they have gone 40-4-3 and and have not lost back-to-back games since. I can't see this team losing back-to-back games Yes, I know it's the start of a road trip, but it's a game against Vegas where they're going to get up for, and uh, I just can't see them losing this one. So give me the avalanche uh, going up, going to Vegas against a backup goaltender, essentially, banged up team, and um, definitely going to see what Colorado can do coming off of this loss. Elsewhere on the NHL schedule, it's a small schedule here on Wednesday, just uh, four games. The Minnesota Wild, you guys know if you've listened to this show, I'm just all about the Minnesota Wild. 
Minnesota minus 145 on the road at the Jets. Uh, Winnipeg just lost to Chicago as a heavy favorite uh, at home. And I just love the way that Minnesota's playing. Minnesota has been on an absolute tear as of late. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They've won eight of their last 10, 9, 10, 11 of their last 13 games. This is a team they're 30, 11, and 3. They are in second place in the Central behind the Colorado Avalanche, obviously. But they have the second most points in the entire Western Conference. They're a plus 43 on their cold differential. And at home this year, 16-3-1 on the road, 14-8-2, still not too shabby. But I just think the Wild are a better team, and I will go with Minnesota to beat the Winnipeg Jets on the road. Uh, I will look at also on Wednesday, you got the Ducks at the Flames. You know, the Flames playing the second night of a back-to-back does concern me. But this Calgary team is playing really good hockey. I'm a, I, I might lay off of this just because the Ducks have been scrappy this year. But you can't argue with how good the Flames have been. They're in first place in the Pacific Division. And with the injuries that Vegas is dealing with, they might separate themselves here. They've won seven straight games, Calgary has, nine of their last ten. They have a plus 48 goal differential. And at home this year, 11-4-4. I like Calgary in this matchup. They're the favorites. I like them, and I think they do come away with the win. They just dominated here on uh, Tuesday, so it's not like that game really took a lot out of them. And the other game is... You know, a matchup of two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. This is going to be one heck of a game. I probably just stay away from this one, if we're being honest. Florida against Carolina. You have one team that's a plus 55 in the goal differential. The other team plus 52 as a goal differential. Those are top two in the Eastern Conference. Florida and Carolina. What a great game that is going to be. I believe that is on TNT. So that's your nationally televised game here on Wednesday. Uh, Actually, it's a TNT doubleheader. So that's the first game of the doubleheader. Avalanche and Knights are the second game of a doubleheader. But I might just enjoy that one and just not watch it. Just uh, not bet it, but just enjoy it. Because it is certainly going to be a tremendous game. Uh, Your Olympic hockey update. Unfortunately, Team USA has been eliminated. Uh, They lose in a shootout to uh, Slovakia. And say what you will about the shootout. It always comes around when it comes to World Cup uh, or the Olympics in hockey. It's like everyone always hates it when their team loses. Yes, it stinks. Um, the NHL, when it comes to the playoffs, they just keep playing overtime. But international competition, shootout's the way to go. We all remember 
when TJ Oshie was the hero for Team USA uh, in Sochi against Russia, just going time after time again in the shootout, was, was one of the more memorable Team USA hockey moments. You know, obviously everything comes a distant second to Miracle on Ice, but one of the more memorable moments in recent history was the USA shootout win over Russia and TJ Oshie. Shootout's just a part of the game. What 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 stunk was that the U.S. gave up the tying goal in the final minute of regulation with the extra attacker on for Slovakia, and then they can't get a goal in overtime, and they lose it in a shootout. So um, they will not advance to the semifinals. They have been eliminated in men's hockey. But the women will be going for the gold against Canada coming up. Uh, on Wednesday night. And I'm thinking about taking the U.S. Not on the plus 180 money line, but at plus one and a half on the goal line. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.